let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again that we have the privilege of prayer and of Bible study. We ask for your Spirit to give us wisdom and understanding, and we pray, Lord, that the devotion will touch hearts and that it will have the impact that you desire it to have. Please bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Our study today is entitled... Pray for the preacher. Pray for the preacher. And our passage comes to us from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. And it reads, Finally, brethren, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Okay. As Paul closes out his letter to the Thessalonians, his second letter to the Thessalonians, he asked that the brethren would pray for them. The them would be found in 2 Thessalonians 1.1, where it says, Paul, Silvanus, and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul, Silvanus, and Timotheus are writing this letter. Paul is the one who's going to actually write it, as you see at the end of chapter 3. But now he says, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course, right? When he says free course, he means that they would be unimpeded in their ability to uh, present the gospel and that the word of the Lord would be glorified even as it is with the Thessalonians. So that wherever he goes, he's asking the Thessalonians, please pray for us that as we minister in other places, the word of the Lord will be able to be dispensed freely and it will bear fruit as it has with you. He also asked them to pray that the brethren would be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, because he reminds them, not all men have faith. Right? Not all men are going to respond to the pleading of the Holy Spirit. Some men are going to rise up and create contention and conflict. And so he, he says, please pray for us that things will go more smoothly and that the word of the Lord will be glorified. 
Now, it may seem strange to pray for things to go smoothly when we know that the pathway to heaven is through tribulation. But just because we know a thing is inevitable doesn't mean we shouldn't pray for God's intervention. I think it's important to point that out. We know that from here to the end of time, there's going to be tribulation and conflict. But that doesn't mean that we just pretend, well, that's what it is, and we're not, nothing else will happen. We should still pray with the Lord, because the specifics of those difficulties are not known. And the degree to which the difficulties will be maintained are not clearly understood. We should pray that the Lord will make a way And even if there'll be hardship, we know that his presence will be with us. We shouldn't just forego praying because we know things will be bad anyway. Um, They'll probably be a lot worse, and I shouldn't say probably. They will be a lot worse if we were to forego prayer under the grounds that, oh, it's just going to happen bad anyway. Praying for the preacher is important. The apostles mention it elsewhere, that you should pray for those in leadership of Um, over you. Praying for the preacher is important. The preacher needs God too. Just because someone has been giving a message to give to people doesn't mean that that person is infallible. It doesn't mean that person is above temptation. It doesn't mean that person is above conflict or stress or discouragement. It doesn't change anything about who they are um, other than that they have a responsibility, right? The members, the believers, those who are being blessed by the ministry of the leaders should themselves be praying for the leaders. They should be praying for themselves. They should be praying for their families, but they should also be praying for the leaders. When Jesus brought his three disciples when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, He needed them to be praying for him. They should have been praying for themselves too, but he needed them to be praying for him. He was asking them. He brought them there for the purpose of intercessory prayer. Just because you're a leader doesn't mean you suddenly don't need prayer. You very much need prayer. We see all throughout the scriptures that leaders are interceding for others, and that is good. And that is one of their responsibilities, as it were. But it's also important that leaders be the recipients of prayer, the subjects of prayer of other people. They need it. We've seen many leaders in scripture make mistakes and stumble and, and, and have issues. And it would have been nice if someone had been praying for them. And in some cases, people were praying for them, which is why their recovery was even possible. Please remember to pray for the preacher. Whatever the context of the preacher, wherever they are, they're going through struggles too. And their struggles are intense, right? And I say this because it should be obvious, and I'll explain why I mean that. Throughout Scripture, if you look at all of the accounts that we're given, all the historical scenarios that we are given, the more elevated the responsibility of an individual, the greater the temptation that comes against them for two reasons. One because the amount of good they will do if they're successful is magnified, right? 
the amount of good that they will accomplish if they are successful, if a leader is successful, is magnified. And so the enemy opposes them to as much a degree as their influence will generate positive outcomes as possible. But not only that, even if you ignore the potential positive impact, there's a secondary reason why the enemy attacks with great vigor those who are in leadership roles. Because when you take out a leader, when you cause them to stumble, it has a far more debilitating effect on the people who are following than taking out some random person. You know what I'm saying? Scandals are always greater when the person involved in the scandal is higher ranked or greater responsibility, more well-known, etc. That's the way it is in every facet of life. It is absolutely the way it is in the great controversy. So it is important for us to hold up our leaders in prayer. We have a story about that when, when uh, the Israelites were fighting and they were told that as long as Moses kept his arms up, they were going to win. But Moses was getting tired. And so Aaron and her stood and allowed Moses' arms to be held up so that Israel could be victorious. That's what needs to be done for leaders. Because that's really what separates leaders from, from followers. They have more responsibility. And the Apostle Paul asked the Thessalonians to pray for him and his fellow leaders that they would be bold to preach the word of God, that the word of God would be able to continue unabated without obstruction, and that it would be glorified in the hearers, just as it had been glorified in the hearers of the Thessalonians, and that they would be protected from unreasonable and wicked men so that they could continue to pray to present the gospel. It's important for us to bear that in mind, that even though we may not have personal responsibility for managing a congregation, for leading a group of people, for preaching the gospel far and wide, even though we may not have that responsibility, we should pray for those who do have it, that they would be true to their calling, that they would remain faithful, because their faithfulness will not only advance the work of God, but it would avoid catastrophe should they stumble. And yes, I recognize that we're not supposed to be putting our faith in men. Um, we're not supposed to be looking at people to the extent that if they fall, it's a problem. But human nature being what it is, many people are going to fall into that camp. Even if you know what you should do, I assure you, there are 10 other people nearby whose own connection to God will be adversely impacted if a leader they know false. Okay? That's not the way that it should be, but that absolutely is the way that it is. And so praying for the leader is not only beneficial to the leader themselves, but beneficial to the church itself. So we should do our duty to pray for leaders so that they will be able to continue the course 
and that by them continuing, there will be stability and growth for others until everybody comes to a proper awareness and a proper maturity in their Christian experience. Our memory verse says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy and goodness to us. We thank you for watch, care, and protection. We thank you for this little exhortation that the Apostle Paul gave to the Thessalonians, which is applicable to us today. We pray, Lord, that we will always be attentive to your work and to those who have been granted responsibility in that work. Please help us to lift up the hands of those who have responsibility. And Lord, help us to pray for ourselves and for one another. And when time shall be no more, please save us in your kingdom, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.